Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Finish 1-1. Uh, feels like a big, big point for Everton. Uh, second game in a row. We'll be on. Second game in a row. We've managed to dig something out of it there. And fucking hell, I have no idea where that came from from Michael Keane today. Uh, the match officials are just going off the moments. Getting loads of grief. The uh, Harry Kane moments. Uh, just looked like one of them where the Corey shoved him in the face we'll have to see it again um, but it's all about Michael Keane now Mad one because I, I was in the first half I was shot, walking through with the ball and I was thinking about the game against, because in lockdown against West Ham when he had a shot from about 40 yards and it went just wide and for some reason it crossed my mind in the first half and then he went and did that again Obviously even better, Laurie's didn't move, just remarkable. Uh, and we're doing our, I just don't believe the Goddess Street and celebrating that. Um, but, just, I mean we've had some mad goals since Dice took over the Coleman one. Uh, Sims against Chelsea last week, but that might just top the all. Very critical of Michael Keane, but um, that lad last year also he scored some big goals for us, hasn't he? And fucking hell, I can't believe, can't believe he's done that. Cannot believe he's done it. Unbelievable hit. Um, probably go alongside Jaggy Alcazar and Field, that is one of the best goals ever scored by an Everton centre back. 
makes a big point and it gets out the relegation zone, you know. Sat there at one point there thinking, we'll be losing Old Trafford, there's a chance we'll be. You know, in the bottom three, you know, play two games more than all the other teams around us, but that just takes us out again and it's just a point. Um, but it's massive. And I don't think we deserve to lose tonight. We really don't think that, you know, even when it was, it was 10 against 11, they dug in, kept the shape, Spurs stood off, to be honest, and tried to attempt it on the break and didn't manage to get anything going. And, and Everton just dug in and stuck at it and, you know, more to get sent off and, and then you, just, you get a moment of magic like that and, you're, um, and you come away with a point, a deserved point and nearly won it at the end as well with that Tarkovsky shot that looked like it was going in but massive, absolutely massive. Um, I'll be back in the Denby shortly, having a drink, salute with Michael Keane. Um, just here on the big screen here actually, so he cleared one off the line in the first half so... I think it might have been a good way to penalty, but I'm not sure, but uh, eventful night for Michael Keane, so speak to you all soon, back in the boozer. And we're back in the Danby Castle, uh, just talking through it all really, I've got Les, Keith and Matt with me, just got to go straight to the end Les, um, I mean, is, is that... After Jags, the best goal ever scored by an Everton centre back you've seen. It's got to be up there, hasn't is, it? Is it better than Jags' goal at Anfield? No, 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 not quite. I, the, the whole thing about this one, I mean, Jaggy Elkins was just pure instinctive. This one was just Michael Keane was like, right, uh, right, who wants it? Anyone want it? No, no. All right, I'll just hit it then, <laughs> and just just lashed it, just towed it. It was a hell of a finish. I mean, you can you can look at like Larice and think maybe he could have done better, but the the ball literally hits the side netting. It's it's so far over towards that post. He just I, I don't think he'd have got anywhere near it. Um, and it just kind of backs up my theory that you know this is better than me Tom Davis won at right back. Michael Keane's the auxiliary striker we all want. He, he could be the new Paul Warhurst. I know I'm not like sort of doing much for the younger demographic there, but just look at Paul Warhurst and what he did. Michael Keane's that man. I'm telling you. Look at it. Look at it. Oh, he's not even spinning. You will never see anyone strike a football as pure as Michael Keane has just hit that. What a, what a hit, son. What a hit. I mean, he has got that in him, hasn't he? A little bit. He does. I mean, the one in the first half where he chested it down and volleyed it. I tell you what, if that had gone top bins, I reckon the, reckon the roof would have fell off. Um, yeah, you've you got to take that, haven't you? From the, from the position we were in after, the, after going one down and down to ten men, you've got to take a point as a positive. Um, it rolls on now. We're four unbeaten now which is huge because even just picking up single points here and there could be the difference on the, at the end of the season. How many times is Michael Keane going to keep bailing us out? <laughs> Between the Palace goal and that, like, he's going to be getting up for like Farrelly levels. out against Palace, but... You know, he, he helped bail us out against. That, that was a full Michael Keane bailing us out tonight. Palace was. A bit I mean, more he scored, the, be, he scored but... the best goal of the three at Palace or against Palace, clearly. But like, he's got to be getting up to family levels now. Like, he should be. He should be fated for the rest of his natural life from Everton fans. And it's just like you can debate the merits of him as a centre half. I personally feel he's perfectly fine. He's probably one of our two best ones, so we should be starting. But. Just those moments he, he just keeps coming up with and not even scruffy, you know, tappings at the back post on a corner. Two absolute worldy goals, which, like, that could be the point that 
bails us out this season. It's like it's like a mad combination, Les, of like the most awkward looking fellow on a football I've ever seen. And then every now and then, like you said, like he'll do something like bring it down on his right foot and finish it on his left against yeah. Palace, or like bring it on his chest and like do a mad volley. Like he, he just every now and then he just like seems to turn into like it's like almost like Peter Crouch esque in the way in which he, he moves with the ball sometimes, isn't he? He's very he's very ungainly. Yeah, I think yeah. But I, it's like I, I've said it before, and, Pe- and Peter Crouch, Christ. Mike Michael Keane does Michael Keane things very well. But I think one thing we need to accept now is one of those things that he does well is hit some occasional worldies. Um, I, ju- I just think again, you know, he's 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 very he's a basic footballer, and I, I said before, joking like he just thought, oh, "Fuck it, I'm going to hit it." But it's just a very basic thing to do. There's nothing on, so just have a shot. And you kind of think if more players thought like that, you'd see more goals like that. Because I, I don't think there's another player on the pitch apart from maybe Damari Gray who would have hit that from there. They held on to it, looked for something, drawn a defender, probably lost possession. You know, it's just, it's, it's not the end of the world when a footballer's not particularly intelligent because you get things like that where they just think, I've got no option here but to just lash it. And he did. And I think, just, just, just to move on to the actual game, I don't think Spurs were in that at all, that game. We kind of shot ourselves in the foot twice. Did, you know, did the core thing, I was fuming at the time, but it looks like he did hit him in the face. Kane made the most of it as is his, you know, that's his job to do that. It's horrible to see, but, you know, we did the thing for the team. Then we gave away a penalty. We did all the worst things you could possibly do against Tottenham. Go down to 10 men and give them a penalty. But they were never in it. They just looked, that looked like two pretty average sides going at each other. Neither of them with much, I wouldn't say intent to win, but, like, ability to win. I just thought Spurs were very, very poor. It seems like they've won about three games all season and the fifth. (laughs) I just don't understand it. Um, But, you know, as Keith said, it's a vital point and, and the great point there is that, well, it keeps the momentum going. Yeah. That's four unbeaten now and it's like when you're in the position we're in, you don't get many runs like that where you can go four unbeaten. So, you know, going into Man United again at the weekend, we've got to go into that positive now. Yeah. You know, because, they, you know, they're not, they're not pulling up any trees this season so it just keeps that momentum going. Yeah. And I know we're like sort of lingering here and keep on the end of the game but like, it didn't feel like anyone really gave up there like tonight. Like, you know, we go down to 10 men, they score, you know, and then it Spurs kind of sat off us a little bit, and like it seemed like they're trying to play on the counter attack. But I felt like the players still believe, the manager still believe, the fans stayed with them, and I suppose that's what happens when you, you go to Chelsea and you score a last minute goal, and you know it's you know the evidence and you know, the fight is sort of like you know there are there are things that you can look at and go now and go this team is going to just lie down and you know and take defeat and, and roll over. There is a bit more about them now. There was a yeah, there was a huge level of fight um, that last half hour down to ten men. And then the last what twenty minutes after they after they got the goal, the work rate across yeah. the board was sensational. The pressing—it's a very Sunday league shout, but we boxed them in. Yeah, we we kept them in their own half and made them try and. Well, they were trying to play out from the back, and they did it quite well. First half, they they passed out from the back quite well. First half, and they were quite smooth with it. But we seemed to up the intensity on the pressing. Um, especially down to 10 men and you, you've got to work twice as hard and Iwobi is probably like I, I don't know how far he's run tonight but it, it's got to be he's got to have run a good 20 kilometres there he's, he's, he, he never stopped running he didn't have his best game with the ball at his feet um, but he was he was positive he was there was an intac- attacking intent about him and he set the tone work rate wise when um, when Dakuri went off. Similar shout to uh, Dwight McNeil, yeah. who 
like after he came through a bit of a sticky patch where it looked like he was knackered after about 15 minutes in games and you wondered like if, was he having a full English in the, in the changing room before the game or something? I think Mikolenko had it today. And well, that, let's not talk about that. <laughs> we'll, um, yeah, we'll, 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 talk, we'll touch, touch briefly on that disaster class shortly. Um, but McNeil, for me, since Dyche has come in, looks a different player. He looks a confident footballer. And you can see him. He's, I mean, he's not the quickest, but he's trying to get the outside like outside his fullback and get a cross in put a couple of great crosses in today great tackle the back post in the first half oh, as well brilliant. yeah wonderful um, the problem with him putting these crosses in is we still don't have a striker up there and Damari Gray like, he, he ran a lot and he pressed a lot but that was that was pretty much a 2 out of 10 performance with the ball today didn't look like he could trap sand um, like the ball just kept bouncing away from him and I think I know Sims is a young lad and he's raw and he's, he's got a lot to learn about the game, at, certainly at the highest level. But you have to play a striker there. You have to have... And if you're going to play in the way Everton set up where you're either going to go long down the middle or you're going to try and work it wide and get the crosses in, you have to have a physical striker there who can challenge and win headers. Neil Mopey's not it. Damari Gray's not it. Give Sims a run from the start against United because he, when he came on tonight, Sims he looked really positive, and he, he put their back line under a lot of pressure. Um, Matt, um, you know, I agree a lot with what Keith said there, and for me, like when we the second half was just so similar to the Villa game for me in the sense that they were playing out from the back. We were winning it quite a lot, but we made bad. You know, the Idrissi game one at the start of the second half where he's got the core right, one side and great to the other side and he has a shot over the bar you know frustrating and it, it just felt a little bit like this is going to be the same again where we're doing a lot of things really well but we haven't just got those tools in the final third to sort of take the next step in in that sense from our perspective yeah it did feel like that but i didn't feel we were under nearly the same amount of threat as the villa game because like I, I don't understand why spurs kept persisting with that playing out from the back even at 1-1 they kept doing it and we're hunting them down. They're chasing them down in packs. Larissa's panicking every single time. If, like, if we could finish a dinner, <laughs> if we could finish a dinner, like we would have, you know, been three or four up. I mean, they only had one shot on target in each side of the half, half time. One of them was a penalty. They were absolutely fucking crap. <laughs> yeah. They really, I mean, how, how are they fit? It's just bizarre. It baffles, it completely baffles me, you expect, you know, with... They come with quite a big reputation and, you know, the big six tag and the fact that they're always there or thereabouts for the European spots. They just look as bad as anything I've seen this season. There's just no, there was nothing there. Like you said they seem to lose every week. Yeah, it's, it's like a, yeah, they do. It's weird. And I just... I, I, don't, I don't get, like, what the thing is with them. You know, it, it's good for us in the fact that we've got a point out of that game, but it's frustrating that we went down to ten men when we did and, we, you know, we, we could maybe have got three if we hadn't done because they they showed nothing before you know as you said Matt well two shots on target and one was a pen they showed no intent to win that game at all there you know you're coming to a team you're challenging for the Champions League spot there's basically four teams going for there's, there's basically five teams going for four places and you're one of them and you turn up to a relegation threat an 18th place team and play like that it's not great but you know it you need to talk about Everton really and the, and the fact that as you said Matt you know we've like 
we've dug in and we've hung in there. You know, in, in former times under previous managers, we may well have the arse might have fallen out of us there, and then we invite pressure onto us, but we didn't at all. And that that's been the big big difference since Dice has come in. It's like it has it's got it's got back to that very sort of Everton thing at Goodison at least, whereby you can you can bank on the team to, to go for the full ninety and not give in, and you get results like that. Yeah, and it's one of them as well. When it went to, to ten verse eleven, I think it would have been dead easy to go like, well, we've got to just fly forward and try and get an equaliser here. But if you do that, you expose yourself to Son and Kane and that link up, don't you? Instead, we just sort of kept it, didn't we? And thought right. right to manage it and get to the end and, th- and then you pick your moments be 80, 85 maybe a bit earlier to think right we're going we're gonna to throw the kitchen sink at this now and obviously they helped us a little bit by getting a, a lad sent off as well but it, it felt like even in that, that point like the game was like went into a bit of a stalemate after they scored but then from that point on we were quite happy to, to let it get there do you know what I mean? Yeah it, it was like so he got sent off on 88 didn't he? So yeah, yeah. there wasn't there wasn't much time left, and I kind of when when you, he got you were pushing before that, we like, we, we went, like, were, yeah, of chances. Yeah, we did. We didn't like you know we, we didn't stop, and, we, and I think we still looked like the team with the more intent. And you wouldn't have you wouldn't have necessarily if you'd come into that game at that point, you wouldn't necessarily have thought we were the team down to ten men there because we did we kept our shape as you say. It's easy to lose your head at that moment, and I was thinking just as soon as the um, decor got sent off, I thought oh maybe we should go to a back five and just you know really kind of shut up shop, but. You know, this this is where a decent manager like earns the money, and he, you know, he, he kept the shape as it was. He he just kept the, the team going as it was because he could obviously see that you know the, the game was still there. To, they were still there to be got at, and it pay, it paid off in the end. And credit has to go to the manager as well for the changes. Like earlier than I think I've seen that many changes from him. It would have been very easy for him to just say, "Oh, down to ten men, one nil down," you know. Just try and mitigate the problem, dust ourselves off, go again. But he gave the midfield a full refresh, loads of fresh legs. But James Garner was good when he came on. Yeah, Garner was good. I think Tom Davis deserves player of the season for taking out two Spurs players with one sliding challenge. <laughs> Lovely that one, eh? It was marvellous. Um, Michelenko. Um... That's just not talking about it. <laughs> no, do you know what? I'm not, I'm not ready. I'm not no, ready. Do, yeah. do you know what? I haven't seen the full game replay like, but I will swear down that he was fouled at the end there when he ran through he was clipped at the end there mm-hmm. it, re- soft. it would have been soft I think they would have got it <laughs> they would have but yeah I mean his first non-touch was just it was magnificent wasn't it um, I think Chris Smith said on our chat you know all credit to him for having a bottle of 69% Ray and FU run before he come on because <laughs> he like the first thing he did was fall on his arse that one in the box when him and was it McNeil uh, both swung for the right. same ball in the air and just missed like oh we can laugh about it now because we've got a point at least but Jesus Christ those are the moments that could cost you but yeah like we've been we've been worried about Dice early in his Everton stint about you know sitting on his hands and that, that was more a comment on the quality on the bench than anything else but you've got to give him all credit tonight for not giving up and giving a full set of fresh legs and dragging us over the lines for points yeah you, you very quickly know Keith and you what Everton are all about now and like and as much as like people might you know turn their nose about the style and stuff like that we're definitely creating more chances now than we were under the previous manager and defensively we look miles better as well I mean we're getting shots off which is a huge <laughs> improvement Important. than Lampard I think we had something like 15 shots on goal today um, which is it sounds absolutely mental only six of them were on target like so maybe they need to practice a little bit more in uh, in training that Garner gay one at the start of the second half 
Jesus. I think I think that ball's still travelling. It's ended up in Fazakali. Um Yeah, it's 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 positive. I mean it's it's far from perfect. The far from a well oiled machine. It's you've just gotta you, we've gotta focus on the positives. We've gotta stay behind the team at the moment. Obviously there's a lot of turmoil off the pitch, but between now and the end of the season, we've got what nine games left. So we've got to do. I, I don't think my heart's going to take it. To be honest, like I, that, that six minutes of injury time, I genuinely thought I was having a stroke. <laughs> I was in a bad way. Um, what, 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 what minute was Keane's goal on? Uh, Eighty-nine. It was literally they announced the injury time as everyone was still going off. So, yeah, I think it was 89 when it went in. 90 by Flasco. There we go. Warren's got it up here. It is uh, 90 bang on. Yeah, there we go. I'm saying 89. Because that... that <laughs> when well, it would have been 89 on the clock, wouldn't exactly. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, flash score and um, <laughs> Sky Sports can leg it. So we got, I'm saying 89 and I'm sticking to it. He got, he got his ankle snapped on 88 and then scored that on the 89th. What a fella. I'll tell you what, striking that with it on one leg is pretty impressive. He's an absolute dog, that Lucas Moura, isn't he? He's horrible. When we, when we like... Offered him or something so, at some yeah. point. It's, it's, quite, never took that it's quite funny that he came on ahead of Dan Juma <laughs> and, got, and got sent off. Um, obviously, having Dan Juma cheered us off and not, not played a minute as he really there for them. But maybe, it's, mad, it's mad, isn't it? You think, you think as a manager, if you're going to play a player who you don't fancy, you play him against the team he's jibbed off. I would have thought he'd have gone on at some point tonight just because, well, you might as well. Yeah. I, think, I think he's, um, he's probably realised that bringing Dan Juma on would have been to Everton's advantage there because as an away manager the last thing you want to do is make Goodison horrible because <laughs> that's when Everton are at the best when we're a snarling pack of dogs in the crowd and I mean it was like that the referee did it a bit tonight the referee did it very like let, let's just take a moment to focus on David Coote the school prefect and his complete ineptitude to referee a football game he was given there was one in the first half where he didn't give a foul on a Wobi and then literally five minutes later gave the exact same foul on Son and Son when a was running through and he should have played advantage and he, he stopped it oh yeah he, he was behind the defence and he just he, yeah he stopped it um he, he's just an absolute goblin him I think we've had him a couple of times this season and genuinely, it, I, it's a wider discussion and it's not for this podcast, but the standard of refereeing in the Premier League has been bad for a while. But this season, it seems to be almost spiteful levels. It's, 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 I'm not one for conspiracy theories, but it seems like a lot of decisions go against Everton that other teams get. And you, you just sort of go, well, why aren't we getting these? Why? It, it's simple decisions as well. The one on the Wobi was clear. He was, I mean, the, the fella behind him was like a big sweaty octopus. He had like eight <laughs> tentacles wrapped around his neck. And he just waved play on. It's, you've, you've, got to, you've got to query what's going on. off that as well. Yeah. But, I mean, just to finish off, obviously, Decore got sent off. 
Harry, K- Harry Kane embarrassed himself a bit. Um, has anyone got his strong? I mean, it's a shame that Dukure got sent off for me because up until that point, he was our best player. He was everywhere tonight. He was brilliant. He was winning all his tackles. He's got a head like a 50p, though, hasn't he? That, he that header down the park oh, yeah. end, he should, have, he should have got that on target at least. But, but I, I look at that and think, Kane's just done him there, hasn't he? Oh, like, Kane has embarrassed himself completely, oh, but, yeah. but the core sure. has, has, has fallen for it completely as well. It's a red card. Let's let's not be a bit of a... Sh- it's a red card. It's stupid. You, as soon as you put your hands in someone's face, you're either going to get sent off at the time or you're going to get sent off on VAR. Unless right? it's an Everton player's face. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there we go. That just just one thing on it as well. It did look like Kane was dragging his shirt. So was, yeah. I've yeah, seen the replay. Yeah. So it looks like he's just like lashed his arm out. I don't know. Yeah. And you know, just to say, sort of get off, and he's caught him. He's I don't pushed know. him. I know but because the corner is like six foot twelve. Like as he's pushed him, he's at his chin. Oh, okay. And he, there are like I know still images don't give the full sort of story of what's happened, but there is a fit. There is like a picture of him where he's got his hand like clawing his face <laughs> like the face hogger in Alien and it's it's indefensible it's stupid it's brain dead but it is heat of the moment and it's it's the sort of thing that's going to come up in the rest of this season because we are in a desperate struggle and the players are probably under a lot of pressure to get results and it's like this has been cut like we've got a few fines haven't we for like we have, yeah. Like, it feels like this, this has sort of been on the cards for a little bit now. I do I do enjoy it. It is, it is a case of make Everton horrible again. Under Lampard, we never really had it. There wasn't really much fight to the team. They were, they were pretty spineless in a lot of situations. Since Dice has come in, um, I think there was there was one at Forest, wasn't there? There was a big kick-off at Forest. Um one of the home games was it was it the Arsenal home game? There was a big kickoff yes. again there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there are there is there's a battle about them. There's a fight about them. And nights like tonight, it'll go against us. Although we got out with a point because of the red card. But I'd rather see them like that. I'd rather see them sticking up for each other, scrapping for every every decision, every possible point for the rest of the season. But it get it, make Everton horrible again. <laughs> it's like the classic Anchorman rules, isn't it? Just don't touch the hair or face, and you'll be fine. Exactly. Like, yeah, you know, if, you, if, if the core had done that and shoved Kane in the chest, he would have been absolutely sound. But yeah. like. it's the puppies of localized conflict. <laughs> <laughs> They're off again. Just look at Ian and Kane is getting ripped apart by, among others, Carragher and Henry Winter. Good Henry stuff. Big, big Hank. What a fella. <laughs> what a fella. His, uh, his Henry Winter's redemption arc this year has been sensational, hasn't it? He's actually quite likeable now. Oh, God. Um, I think we'll leave it there, anyway. Uh, great point for the Blues. Uh, on to Old Trafford on Saturday against the United team that have been pretty poor recently as well. Who knows what's going to happen there, but uh, we are at the bottom three. We have seen one of the all-time great goals scored by an Everton defender tonight. Um, so raise a glass to Michael Keane. Up the toffees. Speak to you soon. Podcast Network.